Hey there, it's Coach C. It's Christine Nielsen with Contrast Consulting, and thank you for joining the Coach C podcast today. We have an incredible and special guest, I would call a personal friend, but someone who I met uh, at a speaking engagement for TEDx, for a TEDx talk we did in Brampton, and instant connection. We both have very similar perspectives on consulting clients, on coaching clients, and how we work uh, together, which is quite amazing. So I really want to welcome you today. Thank you so much. Welcome, Sunil Godze. Godze. Welcome. I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm very conscious of that. And Sunil is the CEO of Intuitionology, and he is going to tell you a lot about what is Intuitionology, and during this particular time of reinvention is how we're framing it. You know, everybody is currently either in quarantine or working on emergency services and very concerned. So you're seeing heightened levels of people in heightened levels of concern, anxiety, stress, as well as other people looking to, you know, what do we do and how do we do it? So people want to be in action. How can they find semblances of control or what do they have mastery over? So I call this particular time um, really a time for reinvention. And so Sunil is joining us today, and he is going to talk with us a lot about, number one, how intu intuition plays into this particular uh, period of reset and what people are dealing with. So again, thank you so much for joining us, Sunil, and just maybe tell us a little bit more about why intuitionology? How did that start? What is that? Yeah, so intuitionology really came about as a result of my earlier project in finding out why people fail. And it was really fascinating because I built a career on those people going through hurdles or potentially failing, and then I get the nod and, and they pay for my services to avoid that. So it was really fascinating. When I looked at the research, everybody's writing about success. Everybody's in, in the research, in, in newspapers and all that, but nobody really talks about failure. So it was really interesting for me to say, okay, but failure is the root of success. Like You have to learn the lessons from those hurdles or yes. failures, or you just won't be successful and so it was really important for me to do that. I wrote my first book, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster, and started speaking on stages across. Fail uh, Fast, Succeed Faster. Faster. I yeah, love that. It, yeah, and it was it was uh, three hundred people, uh, people like Jim Deliving, Bruce Croxton, um, uh, big, small, all different backgrounds, all different industries. Why did they fail? What were the hurdles? And the one question I kept getting when I started speaking this on stages across the world uh, about this book was, what was the one thing that people did that got them to fail? So my immediate reaction is, well, there's 75 stories in there. There's a reason why I interviewed over 300 is because there's not one thing. And I kept getting this thing again and again. So let's go back to the podcast reviews I'm telling myself and say, okay, is there one thing? At, I'm already saying no. And so I'm going back. And it was really interesting that 80 to 90% of the interviewees at some point had said that they either ignored their intuition, ignored their gut, or a version of that. I knew what the right decision was, uh, and I didn't. And I took the steps to fix it. Uh, or they didn't, and they failed, or they went bankrupt. So there's this whole thing on intuition saying, wow, that's really fascinating. And mm -hmm. so I went and uh, when I initially did the research, it was very woo-woo and all that. But, uh, you know, and that's fine if that's what you think it is. If you think it comes with cosmos or God or you get omens, that's okay. You know, that's your definition of what intuition is. It's not mm -hmm. going to force that upon you. But I needed more research, and I dug it. I spent over ten thousand hours in research. Found where uh, researchers have found it, where it sits in the uh, with their brain as uh, brain scans, fMRIs, yes. uh, and lots of research showing the outcomes. And so it was very clear that I've got the proof now. And yes. then 
I went and interviewed over a thousand people. I had a couple of film crews and I spent a couple of years doing the interviews to find out, okay, so now I know what intuition is, which mm-hmm. is in my book, Gut, which was the second book that came yeah. out. But then the question is, okay, so how do I apply it? And so when I'm speaking on stages across the world on gut, I'm getting this other question. And so, and why do we ignore it? And so that why was just not answered in gut. And so I interviewed over a thousand people and I found out that the reason why they didn't understand why, why they didn't, why they ignored intuition was because in my book, gut shows that it's so complicated and they, didn't, they had no clue. And, and then there's these things called intuitive signals, which are unique to each one of us yeah. that they didn't pick up on. The ones that they did pick up on are the common ones, gut, feeling, a voice. Um, and what happens with intuitive signals is it starts very subtle in nature. Like Oprah calls it a whisper. I get sometimes a whiff, something's just not right. Um, or in my cases, sometimes my pupils dilate. Now, so these things are very subtle. Yes. And a lot, we, we tend to ignore them because they're, they're subtle, right? And yeah. it's just, oh, maybe I'm not feeling too good. And by the time you ignore that signal, then it, it usually changes or gets louder. And then you feel a little bit more anxious. And then some of us say maybe it was something we ate or it's just not loud enough to pay attention to. Or we're emotionally involved in a, a business decision or we're t- looking too hard at the data that, no, that can't be right. Well, I can't. That's not a strategy because the data is not saying that. So we're, we're bound by these things that we these, these sort of placeholders in our brain and so we ignore the these next the, these other signals until they get louder and louder and in a business's case you know turnover ratios get higher uh, mm-hmm. productivity loss uh, people are leaving people are unhappy um, you know the business is not going or you missed an opportunity because a competitor um, uh, went right past you uh, well they were they were doing things that you should have seen I mean you're in the business you should have known these things and that's what intuition does but when you it, when you when you ignore these intuitive signals the initial ones, now you're starting to make a series of bad decisions mm-hmm. and until they get loud enough and uh, then you stop. Yes. And you pause I call or you those, completely lost it. I call those a series of red flags. Yes. So yeah. um, when we work with, you know, as, as a neuroscience coach and someone who really does understand the machinations of the brain and understanding all of those things, just like you, we call those things red flags. And that allows people to remove the emotional response from the red flag because they they recognize red flag as a as something that the brain can do something about and i love that you position it where we've found in science that intuition is real it is it is is concrete it is real it is you know it is that thing that goes off and it the more we ignore it and i i often say to people why did you you know, I asked the question, why did you not listen to the red flag? What stopped you? And 90% of the time, the response I get is they were more committed to what they thought they wanted versus the reality. They didn't want it to be this reality. So they ignored the red flag because they were more committed to what they thought they wanted, even if it was painful. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's a number of things. If you look at the, the, the background, it's, it's really kind of the balance of head and heart, right? And so when you, you talk about that emotional, I mean, from the brain, I mean, if you, any kind of decision hits the, the fight or flight, the emotional yeah. uh, place, the amygdala. And so, but you still need that time for your for the neurons to fire to hit the rational part, which is the front, the frontal lobe here. And, and so what happens is when we make initial decision, we ignore everything else. And, and, and in your case, what you're exactly saying is our mental models are stuck somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's that fear. Fear is one of the four intuitive hurdles. Fear yes. of change, fear of the unknown. You know it's your intuition knows it's right. I know. 
But, you yeah. know, and, and I'll give you a very good example of uh, one very, very quick case study. One of my very first interviewees was John Rothschild, who, who didn't understand. He's an investment, was an investment banker. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand this woo-woo, all this stuff, because that's where the research was on intuition. Yeah, it's time. not there anymore. <laughs> No, 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 definitely, and and obviously with me, you know, I, I'm 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 bringing out a lot more science to it, uh, and so he he said, I'll give you an hour interview. You're a friend of mine, but I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, we can talk about intuition for the first five minutes, but anyways, we start the interview. You can tell he's saying, I wish I met this person. This is all on video, and and so as we're going through, I'm educating him that he didn't think it was based on path learning experience. He thought it was sort of cosmic in nature. I said, No, 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 John. There is int- there is data that you rely on. There is path learning experience that it has to leapfrog off of. And so as we're, I'm educating him in, uh, in this, this, this thing called intuition, which is really kind of rooted yeah. in science and a lot of logic and all that stuff, which, which appealed to him, uh, the very last question I asked him was, did, did you ever make an intuitive decision that people said that you were so obtuse or crazy that you made? And he said, absolutely. Uh, by this time, he understood. And yes. so in one hour, he understood what intuition was. He, this is a guy making probably three, four million a year yeah. uh, as an investment banker, uh, and uh, he was on private jets, uh, you know, limousines, high-end restaurants, and he wanted to trade it all out off to run one bankrupt little restaurant. And his, like, obviously, his colleagues are going to say, "There's something Crazy. wrong with you. I have a couple of doctors you need to see." Yeah, exactly. And his wife is going, um, I, "I think I'm going to go to the lawyer." <laughs> uh, she just, well, no, she just said, I'm, "I'm, you're nuts." Right? Yeah. So he said, "No, I'm going to do it." He quit. He and he walked into that one bankrupt restaurant. Based on intuition, that bankrupt little restaurant was Eastside Mario's location number one. Yeah. And that ended up being a $2 billion behemoth over 20 years, all because of an intuitive decision. So in one hour, he was able to understand what intuition was and how it reacted with the signals and all that stuff. He understood it. So I went from zero to hero in an hour. And now I'm thinking, how far can I go with this? And that's how the whole intuitionology project Uh, you've said something really important and let's bring it into current time so we are now at you know every people are in quarantine there is a heightened level of uncertainty um intuition is going to be play a critical role in people's ability to recover absolutely and people's ability to find opportunities out of this and in people's ability to create resilience so what are you finding in terms of the conversations that you're having now? Because no, none of us have a crystal ball. We don't know what, where the bottom is. We don't know what is going to happen future forward. But we can make certain predictions and, and you know, go with what that intuition is saying. So tell me a little bit more about what you're finding right now in terms of the conversations you're having with people and business sure. owners. So, so in a business context, in my opinion, when it comes to integrating intuition, there's something called uh, intuitive resonance that I talk about. Yeah. And what intuitive resonance is, is when the business, the intuition of the business, uh, and this is, this is really kind of, that is sort of captured through your believable and achievable values or mission statements. And believable not in a boardroom. When your employees come on, they have to believe in what you're doing wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. truthfully. So when those values and and how you treat them and the corporate culture that you have really matches or resonates with the intuition of the employee that's saying that this is a relationship that that is trusted i want to work here now you have a winning product you have winning corporate culture uh, and that's how you talk to your customers intuition is at the root of that because you're being very authentic you're establishing trusting relationships and your messaging is very authentic and what's happened with the situation that we have now the biggest thing with intuition is taking a step back and thinking about it, I mean, it could be corporate retreats, team building, whatever you want to do, or just 
sitting back and thinking, uh, you know, closing your, your office door and thinking about what you need to do, that's when you're tapping into it, your intuition. And with the situation that we have now, when everybody's almost forced to be at home and to really think about what is going to happen and where we're going to go, it's thinking about intuition that's really going to get you there because you're getting at the core essence of why do I do what I do as a business? Why do I do what I do as a person? Hmm. Why does it bring value to my customer? And so many of, and we were talking earlier about this, that what COVID-19 is doing is unfortunately there's going to be some good businesses um, that are going to be shut, uh, yeah. you know, just going to buy. And I really feel for them, but the opportunities lie because all the crap that was out there with yes. people that are posturing, being their chest, Fugazi. no background, yeah, you know, the, the, all that yeah. posturing and that's going to be gone. The false, yes. the Instagram famous, bankrupt poor. That's the TikTok all going to be famous. Gone. Yeah, that's all going to be gone yeah. because what people are doing is they're seeing so much of that. They're so inundated now more so that if people are fighting, when I'm getting, I'm getting in Zoom meetings every single day with people, entrepreneurs, uh, business coaches, masterminds, a whole bunch, and I'm getting involved at least every single day. Uh, and so I'm really plugged into what people are saying, what they're feeling. Yes. And I'm telling you, for me, this is an opportunity for businesses to really reset, to have those discussions and to say, okay, what is my messaging? Because if my messaging to a customer, it has to fill something that touches me emotionally. If it, if it fills a problem, uh, a problem for me, if it, if it creates, if it, if, uh, if it uh, helps solve a problem for me yeah. as a customer, yeah. I'm going to buy from you. And so that's the messaging that you have to have. And that's at an intuitive level. It happens within 14 seconds is that established uh, trust, which is what research is saying. 14 seconds to establish trust. 14 seconds. 14 wow. seconds to establish trust. So you can have a 30-second spot. You've already lost me in the four, four, first 14 seconds on average. I, I'm, on, on, I'm below that uh, average, uh, well, below or meaning in terms of time. Because I'm so more highly tuned to my intuition. Mm -hmm. You've lost me in a second. So you can have a 30-second spot that you paid $500,000 for, and you've just wasted your money on me. Even though it may solve my problem, you just have not communicated it with, uh, to me in a, in a genuine way, or you're not communicating in a genuine way, period. And I'm not going to tell you. And neither are some of the other customers, right. and neither are some of my friends. Right. So you've already lost the game, and you're churning through customers. So You, it, you it, said it, something. Can I just unpack something yeah, yeah. Uh, that sure. you touched on? and. You know, I speak often on leading from your authentic place. So what is your authentic self-expression? Who are you authentically? And when you know that, everything else really allows you, it, it kind of, all the noise falls apart. Yeah. Because then you can authentically communicate, am I someone who wants to work with you? Do you want to work with me? But it's from this authentic place. And I love that um, you bring that intuition into it because that really is you. It's defining who are you and what impact are you making. Exactly. And, and, and to and, me, yeah. that creates the value. Like I also am like you. I will know immediately. My radar goes off really quickly. Yes or no. My red flags are... And I can see through kind of... We talked about the fugazis and the, all the noise that's out there and the posturing and the fakeness. I One of the things that I think for myself and I think for you probably you can resonate with this is what when I see all of that it has me almost pull back because I'm not I haven't been willing to put myself into the noise because I'm unwilling to be anything less than authentic like I will tell you 
And then I realized that by not putting my, my own authentic voice out, I was actually allowing that noise to take over instead of people being able to see. It's like, ah, this person has the grit. This person understands. So that's actually shifted in the last several weeks for me, being rewilling, like why I restarted the podcast. Because I wasn't certain in the beginning if it was adding value, and it's, it takes a lot of time. To restart the podcast, I was listening to all this other noise of people saying things that were completely inauthentic. And that's the cause of the, this reset. So I think yeah. that's exactly what you're talking about in terms of you know, listening to that authenticity and listening to that intuition. Yeah, and, and what, what intuition does is when you're operating on intuition, it's almost like when horses race, they have those blinders on. Yep. And it doesn't really matter what's going – and if, if those horses don't have it, they're not going to win because that, that the noise around them is going to get them off track and they're going to lose their speed, et cetera, et cetera. And when, we, when we're making decisions based on intuition, that those decisions are meant for us and that those are the right ones. As I said, it's based on past learning experience uh, of yours and others. And uh, so it, it really is rooted in something that you already know, your intuition already knows subconsciously that that's the step that you need to make and what we're too often doing is we're looking at vanity metrics we're looking at are we affecting people and you know truthfully when I when I put out a piece of content you know it's great maybe to have the likes and all that in the comments but somewhere somebody's going to get affected and they don't have to tell me about it because yeah. there are plenty of people when I'm going around saying, Sunil, I saw that great video or that tip that you did. Fantastic. That was somebody I didn't never knew was watching because he didn't or she didn't like or make a comment. But it wasn't meant for that. It was meant because I was so thankful that that person used that tip and then, you know, implemented yeah. it in yeah, his or her life. So we have to be very, very careful in doing that. And sometimes we're looking at our competitors. And in that, I think the pre-COVID that, uh, days, there's a lot of short-term gain for long-term pain. And so we're judging what we think is right for and, and stopping that because there's people who are operating with short-term gain and not doing things authentically. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to peel away by the wayside. But if you're not operating at an intuitive level, by the time they peel by the wayside, you're nowhere to be found. Exactly. Because you're sitting and watching them and you haven't come up and showed up authentically when you, you could be just quietly right behind that person and you could be third or fourth or it doesn't matter because the first the first place and second place are people who aren't oper- operating authentically. They fall through the hurdles and guess yeah. who's exposed and is ready for the market, yeah. you and your business. Yeah. So it's important to be authentic. It's important to keep going. And the long-term gain is absolutely where you need to go. Uh, you can get some short-term wins, but it's got to be long-term, a long-term gain. And just do not look side to side. Forget about the short-term yeah, gainers. Yeah, yourself. they peel away. And these yeah. are the ones that use the big words and the flashy, uh, you know, cars uh, and the, the great videos and I can make a million and, and uh, you know, I'm the best life coach. Uh, and and what, I'm just throwing a bunch of things that I've seen out there. That oh, yeah, I've seen it too. Experience. It drives yeah, me crazy. You, uh, yeah, you and I, have, we've talked about this before. Yeah. And so this is this is just a, this is, uh, you know, a conversation we've had before. But you, you when you operate an authentic self, people like me, the true customers will cut through that noise. Yeah. And not only will they cut through that noise, they will latch onto you from an authentic place. What happens is that the, there's a stickiness factor to your product. So even if there's a product yeah. that's cheaper, uh, guess what? You solve theirs, you provide a value. I, I support things that I want because it's an authentic brand. There could be another brand coming out. Sorry, you know, I'll pay a little bit more, 
this uh, brand speaks to me. Yes. If it, if, and if you don't provide value, then it's transactional. Yes. So if I'm buying your product and it's purely transactional because you haven't given me authentic value, somebody else with a penny less is going to get me to, to get away from you. Yes. Because you have not been authentic to me in my messaging. You have not told me how it fits with a problem that hits me at an emotional level yeah. that resonates with my intuition. Then you're transactional. Then it's the Wild West. Yeah. So if somebody else comes in and provides me just a little bit more emotion, I'm gone. My money is over so, there. So, so tell me. Sorry, Sam. Uh, sorry, yeah. So, yeah, so you have to, you have to be, a, when you're authentic, you are really solidifying that value in the mind of the customer uh, with your product or service that it's going to stop them from going somewhere else. And in this time, in this time of reinvention, what do you think people should be doing to tune into that intuition to help them find that's what that what's next? I often get the question and when I'm coaching people and I'm saying, okay, you have the opportunity to reinvent here. What do you want? And when I ask the question, what do you want? I get the answers of what they don't want. They don't want more of their past. They don't want to repeat the same mistakes. They want something different than what they currently have. And I have to find ways and use tools like their intuition. What is your gut telling you? What, what's speaking to you? If you could remove all of the noise and just tap into that, what is it? And when they finally come out with that, how do they, what then? So let's say we get them to the place where they start to uncover and they're listening to the intuition of what's next for them. You know, a lot of people, and I'll use anxiety right now because it's so high, they can't hear their own what they want because they're so concerned about what they won't have. They're responding to that fight and flight mechanism in the brain that is, you know, we're responding to loss, less, and never. We're going to have, we've lost something, we'll have less of it in the future, or we'll ne I'll never get what I want. How do they tap into their intuition to quiet the noise or to allow them to go in a direction that is more powerful? So there's a couple of things I use when I'm coaching, uh, and we'll, we'll keep it on the business side because the personal stuff, the same tools we'll kind of use. Yes. We were talking about this earlier. So from a business perspective, I look at the, those times when I was on fire when it was coming to the businesses I operated. Uh, and it's really from not because of money, but I can, I can envision this persona of mine that was an entrepreneur that was happy in life. The businesses were successful, but I was just so happy. It didn't matter, but I'm not thinking about the bank account. I'm not thinking about my friends. That person in that moment was the person intuitively on fire and things were just really working. And so when I think about that persona, it puts me in that thing like, wow, you know, this is something. And now I've got lagging indicators. And in my case, it was $20 million over five businesses. That show, and these are lagging ones because I took care of the process to get to the end goal. Uh, so I, I've clearly got some track record there. And so I look at that persona that gets me there. So now we're looking at, okay, I, I kind of have a vision of uh, my intuition saying I need to go in a direction. This is when you got to do a couple of things. One is take a step back and think about where you want to go with this. So if you know where you want to go, you want to take a step back and, and do that. The next thing you want to do is evaluate your relationships. Who do you trust that is going to help you with that direction. And this is where people like you and I come in. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and more importantly, who do you not trust in a business context yes. to move you forward? So who's going to be on the train that really gets you in your engine driving really fast down the track and who's going to slow it down? Yes. The ones that are going to slow it down, put them either at the back of the train or kick them right off. Right. And it's hard to do that, but 
your ultimate goal is to move outside of this with incredible opportunity. And I, I see this as a, a, a vision of opportunity. It's a bright light for me because now I'm resetting. I know what I don't want and I know what I want. So how do I get there? So when you take care of uh, sitting back, when you take care of listening to family, friends, and people like you and I who are going to give them the direction, there, and then the next thing is to take the first step, and that's going to be fearful. And so the first step means coming back to people like you and I, or they're, or they're, now they have a tribe of supporters, yeah. then take the next step, and then watch the small wins because those are lagging indicators, and you start moving in that direction. And every time you take a step, it's going to be step forward because your intuition's already figured that out. You've already got some mentorship to help you that this is the right way to go. Now it's every, every decision you make will be fueled by intuition. So anything you want to do in a marketing perspective, in a sales perspective, mm -hmm. HR perspective is what you're going to do as an entrepreneur. Uh, every, every vendor you meet, every supplier you meet, somebody you're bringing on, a partner has to filter through intuition to make sure that you've got the, the, the process in place so that you can ramp up and scale that on an intuitive level. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make those, then you're already behind the eight ball. So it's really, it's a cleansing for you from a business perspective. And if you already have products and services, so maybe you got to change how you market it. Maybe it's, it's a different way of doing your ads. Yeah. Right? You, you just touched on something I think is really critical for the listeners. And one of the things we started in the conversation is why people don't listen to that intu intuition. And the first piece is they're going to come up against their intuition is telling them to do something that other people will think are crazy. Yes. And the fear of what other people think and not getting um, the value or the recognition or the uh, whatever you want to call that from other people often stops us from taking the right risk that we know is the right thing for us to do. And I think that's really important to also recognize your own indicators of, you know, something's for you, and it does sound a little crazy because the crazy ones are really the ones who change the world. It does sound a little crazy, but going for that and not listening to that external conversation or external, um, uh, I'm, I'm lost for words right now, but you know the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's probably external noise. Is probably the, the external noise and, and the external pressure of, am I good enough with you? Why people do that is they're trying to make it. They want to make sure that they don't lose face or their stock doesn't go down with other people because they're about to make a crazy decision or choice. And yeah. I think that's really important, especially in this time, because what will make the difference for us to be resilient is to be willing to not worry about what other people think and really stay in our own lane. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and, and so and this is where intuition really comes in and, and these intuitive signals because there's a couple of things that's going to happen. One is uh, when you're making the decision that you know is the right one, you're going to get a certain intuitive signal that's positive. And in my case, let's say it's dots connecting, flow, and in some cases my pupils dilate. So for mm -hmm. me, those are positive indicators that the strategic direction I'm making for my business is yes. correct. Uh, and the other thing is when I'm dealing with the naysayers, and I've, got, I've had so many in my life, yeah. uh, when I'm dealing with the naysayers, my intuition is already signaling you should not be listening to that person because I get an uncomfortable feeling when they're talking. It doesn't mean I'm going to give them a lecture or anything. It's just that when, I'm, when they're giving me a piece of advice, my intuition looks at that, goes into the subconscious area of your brain, which is a huge library, which is actually where 90% of your, your library is. The other 10% is the, so the awakened mind, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's going to say, this doesn't jive with our, my intuition, your intuition, uh, you, and you're going to get an uncomfortable feeling. Thanks, but no thanks. And then you, you kind of, you kind of move away from that. So your intuitive signals are really working. And this is the whole point of my intuitionology project 
is that when you take a course or you, or you get coaching from me, I get you in tune with those signals yes. that are telling you what's right or wrong. So whatever decision, whoever you're meeting, your intuition already knows whether it's right or wrong. It's whether you're going to be paying attention to them. And if you're if you're doing it because you want to be part of the clique or you're fearful or you know you don't want to lose face, you're doing things for something called uh, ego. ego, which is ego. intuitive hurdle. And mm-hmm. ego means you're pandering to the people who don't really have your intentions as mm-hmm. their best way of moving you forward. Their intentions are misaligned. Well, so I, think, I think that's also an internal driver. So, you know, from my perspective and, and when we work with our clients, ego and pride, those are things that we're driven to have an experience of fitting in, belonging, adding value. Am I okay with you? And that is a fundamental human need, right? Yes. Am I making it with you? And so we make those decisions with the concern versus with the who am I from an authentic self-expression. And it doesn't matter whether I'm driven. So you remove the ego, which is fitting in and belonging, and then you're left with the authenticity. And it doesn't matter what other people say. So you don't have to pander to the noise. You don't have to worry. You can rock the boat. You can be yourself. And that, I think, is really important and critical to be able to listen to that, especially as we come through this and you're developing your own resiliency. Because people do need to make pivots in their business. They also need to make pivots in their leadership. I think one of the things you're going to see out of this is people coming together in ways that are more raw and real, understanding the preciousness of life a lot more than some of the things that we were doing previously, which is the busy noise. And I think that is going to, for some, not for everyone, for many, um, will help them to tap into their intuition and make powerful choices as they go through this because they've gotten to what's important. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's going to change your leadership style. It's, it's going to be less transactional. And they're seeing it. Like when you're now going on Zoom meetings, even if they have that sort of transactional style, what what Zoom meetings and all these kind of things get you yeah. to do is it gets you to become a lot more authentic in the environment we're in yes. compared to a boardroom or a very official place where everybody's sort of, you know, prim and proper up. Like, you know, you and I can be here and it's very authentic and you don't know what I'm wearing underneath. You, know, no. some people maybe you have your boxers on. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a very authentic, it, you know, you, you really, those, those things that you put up are kind of going down a little bit by a little bit. So it's a lot more of an authentic environment. Yeah. So, leadership styles would be a lot more uh, driven by relationship. And one of the things that I do uh, for organizations is I've started a team building exercise using augmented reality. Yes. And so, and it takes people through two crime scenes. Uh, one's a robbery, one's a, uh, uh, one's a murder scene and they have uh, uh, police reports and they have uh, witnesses that they see on video and, you know, they've got cars driving away on video. They all have to come, come together. Mm-hmm. to solve this and there's two suspects and I partnered with uh, a former hostage negotiator and so what happens is in a very natural setting you see all the organizational effectiveness come through and you've got people doing things that they, you've seen you, you never thought that they, they could do before because you have a mental model of who they think you think they are and then or they've been super quiet now they're taking a leadership role well, that's because you've never given that person a chance right you've always given it some kind of transactional type of uh, work environment um, and you've never really get gotten them to trust their intuition to be a little bit more creative or be be vocal about maybe something's not going to work uh, you know and uh, oftentimes they, some of them may have a solution that you're looking at so this is where you, you really have to tap into uh, you're talking about a lot more about resilience and there's a lot of resilience in making those changes 
yeah. you know, because a lot of people are going to be, how it's going to look and all that. And the other thing I wanted to touch upon is you talked about ego. Ego is, is good in a good way when you have a really good tribe around you. The ego that I'm talking about is one way that it goes against the, your values or who you stand for. Yeah. And so you, now you're really kind of pandering that, that perspective. Yeah. But absolutely, this is a great reset. It's a great time for you to really think about where you want to go in all facets of uh, your business. Um, and even as an entrepreneur, I think it's a, it's a wonderful time because now you're – and other people are going to look towards people who are authentic. So it's yeah. not only you moving forward. But your customers are also doing that. Yes. And they're looking to get past the noise because they've already felt the noise. They've gotten a reset. Who do I want online? Where do I want to spend my money? And you're there because you're asking the same questions. And once this all passes over, guess what? Those looking for value are going to attach to those providing value, which is you. Yeah. And there's a natural meeting place that is going to happen yeah. that is just going to happen naturally because of what we're going to do today. And that's what I'm seeing. If people are making those questions, they're asking those right now. There's a bit of panic, but if you get past the panic and start looking at this from a brighter cleansing perspective yes. and your path is clearer because it's driven by intuition, uh, it's not woo anymore because no. guess what? I'm buying your product. Yeah. And that is a hard data metric. Exactly. Right? So, you want proof, trust your intuition, you'll get the lagging indicator. I love it. Sunil, thank you so much for joining us today on the Coach C podcast. I am one very grateful to have met you, uh, you know, a year and a half or two years ago, maybe now. And I know that when we do the work together that we're going to be doing in the future, and I don't even know exactly what that looks like, but I do know it's showing up. So that's just my intuition, knowing that there's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to collaborate on projects and, and help people really and businesses really flourish and thrive in, in getting, out, getting out of this and moving beyond this for the, for the benefit. So thank you again so much. And how do people reach out to you so they can um, uh, go to intuitionology.com? Yeah, intuitionology.com for the personal side. If, uh, for the business side, is sunilgadzi.com. Okay. Uh, in both cases, there's contact pages. I'm on all the socials. My uh, my phone number is also on, I think it's on both or sunilgadzi.com for sure. Okay. But from a business or entrepreneur perspective, sunilgadzi.com is more that uh, that realm. And so a lot more stuff that's going to come out in contact from there. But uh, yeah, absolutely happy to reach out. Please do. Amazing. Thank you again for listening to the Coach C Podcast. We are reinventing ourselves, helping you reinvent you. Real talk, real people, real business, real time. Thanks again. And follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Christine Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-E-N, or Contrast Results Group.